0: To the Radio Broadcast Ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the Spirit of Excellence under the leadership of our Anointed Senior Pastor Buchus Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling.
1: On this morning, I want to invite your attention to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 22, verse 31. The word of the Lord reads as follows. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. But he said to him, Lord, I am ready to go with you both to prison and to death. Then he said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster shall not crow this day before you shall deny me three times that you know me. Amen. And in this particular short passage of the text in Luke, uh, we see Christ being compassionate upon Peter during a time when Satan himself has come to test Peter's faith Christ is also in this passage prophetically speaking of a time not far from here when Peter is going to deny that he even knows Jesus gotta keep in mind Peter's been walking with Jesus for three years he's the the kind of head guru of the disciples some have said he's the one that has foot-in-mouth disease. But nevertheless, during this particular time, as we witness here in the midst of this text, we'll get a commentary, if you will, on dealing with the battle for faith. I want to actually talk to you on this morning from that subject matter, the battle for your faith. Faith. Is, as you and I know, the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. It is faith that calls you and me to be able to stand in the position that we are today to be called children of God. It is faith that allows us from day to day to go out and face a dark and dying world with confidence that when we leave home, we're going to come back to the place from whence we've left. Or faith says if I don't make it back home on earth, I'm going to make it to home in glory. It's faith that allows us to face the challenges of every day and allows us to persevere when everybody else quits. It's faith that is necessary for us to please God. I believe the Bible says it this way. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Faith is the essential element, and because faith is so essential and so critical and so involved in the lives of the children of God, it is faith that the enemy wants to take. He wants to to snatch it from you. He wants to shake it from us. And so in this particular passage, as we look at this battle for your faith, the first movement in the text is the request for sifting your faith. Lord said Simon Simon put your name there Satan has asked permission for you y'all see that he's come up before the throne room of God and asked God can I have her can I have him and then he lays out in this particular passage for Simon 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 he says indeed it is true Put your name there. It is true that Satan has axed for you that he may sift you as we. In essence, what the Lord is doing here, he's warning Simon. Simon, I need to warn you that Satan has axed that he might have you so that he can sift you. And and he says, indeed, it is, in essence, indeed, Satan has. Yes, it is true. Yes, it has happened that Satan has axed for you and the reason he's asked for you not that you might be returned to his team he's asked can he have you so he can shake you and in his request he has obtained permission I'm wow. um, Simon Simon he's asked for you that he could sift you and I told him it was alright wow. y- y'all still want y'all name there <laughs> Sterling Sterling Yes, it's true. Indeed, it's true. Satan has asked for you, and I've given him permission so that he can shake everything in you that's shakeable. He's asked permission to sift you like wheat, that he might be able to shake you to see whether or not you have a relationship with God or whether you're just religious. Re- religious folk will come to church religiously. But relational people will come even when they're being shaken. Can can I make it plain? When the bottom falls out, when trouble hits, relational people still come to church, but religious people disappear when trouble comes. There is a request here in the text, and I want you to understand that this request is not isolated to Simon Simon. That's why I told you to put your name there because I want you to accept the reality that there is a name being called at the throne room of God that might be your name. He's come to sift you and Satan will come after your faith to affect your divine destiny. If he can shake you from your faith, your divine destiny might be upset. The second movement in the text. He says, look, but I have prayed for you. Um, Simon Simon there's uh, Satan has acts for you and uh, he wants to sift you like wheat and I've given him permission but I have prayed for you. There's a prayer here for stabilizing your faith. Simon Simon I'm, I'm praying that your faith be stable and I've prayed for you that your faith should not fail Simon Simon I pray that your faith won't utterly fall because Simon I already know that you're going to falter in your faith and you're going to deny me not many days from now but I'm praying Simon Simon I'm praying put your name there that you don't fall all the way That you don't utterly fall. I'm praying that your faith will be stabilized enough. So that even when you stumble you'll get back up. He says I'm praying for you. Not that you won't stumble but I'm praying that you don't be destroyed. I know you're going to stumble because you're human. I know you're going to stumble because temptation will come. I know you're going to stumble because trial will press down on you. You will stumble, but I'm praying that you don't utterly get destroyed. Jesus is praying to the Father for you. God is praying to himself that you don't get destroyed. And if God can ask himself, don't let him be destroyed. Can I help somebody here? Even though you're in the midst of trouble, you won't be destroyed. Troy, you might stop going to church. You might stop reading your Bible. You might stop treating people right. You might even walk away and go back to doing some things you used to do before you met Jesus. But I'm praying, Simon, Simon. I'm praying, Sterling, Sterling. I'm praying, Pew, Pew. I'm praying, sister, sister. I'm praying, brother, brother, that you won't get wiped out all the way. Because what Jesus knows that Simon's going back fishing. Simon don't even know it yet, but, but Jesus knows he's going back to what he did before he met Jesus. Can I help somebody here? The reason why the enemy wants to shake your faith is because he wants to send you back to what you were doing before you met Jesus. Don't raise your hand, but some of us have already gone back. Because our faith got shaken. Because Satan began to sift us like wheat. He began to shake us and throw us up in the air. And we were wondering, God, where are you? How can all this be going on in my life? I feel like Job. I feel like every time I turn around, another problem. I feel like there's another thing happening. There's another situation. Lord, I can't take this no more. I'm quitting and I'm going back to what I used to do because when I was a heathen, I didn't have these problems. And let me talk to you. When Satan begins to shake your faith, folk that don't drink start drinking. You had put it down years ago. But all of a sudden, when he starts shaking you, you gain an appetite to appease and to settle yourself. But I need you to understand something. God says here to Simon, you don't need any booze to settle yourself. I pray that your faith will settle out. I prayed for the stability of your faith. I I need you to understand something, Kettering family. God is praying for your stability. I know it's hard right now. I know you're going through hell and high water, but he's prayed that your faith might not be utterly destroyed. Now, I'm learning something from this text because if Jesus prays for the stability of our faith, that our faith might be stabilized in the midst of us being sifted, perhaps we ought to pray for our own faith. And perhaps it ought to encourage us to pray for the faith of our brothers and our sisters as we watch, witness, and stand hopeless trying to figure out how can I help them. Pray for them. Pray that their faith will not utterly fall. If Jesus prays for Simon, maybe I ought to pray for my brother. Maybe I ought to pray for my sister that their faith not utterly fall. God, I know they're going to stumble, but don't let them give up all the way. prays, he prays, he prays that their faith might be stabilized that they don't utterly fall. He comes back in the second part of verse number 32 and he says, and when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. There's here now the prayer for sharing your faith. Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked permission for you I've granted it but Simon I've prayed for your stability that you might not utterly fall and Simon when you come back to me my prayer is that you will share your experience so that you can strengthen your brethren when you have returned to me what that tells me is that the prayer of God on Simon's behalf is absolutely positively gonna work Here is Jesus saying, "I prayed for you, Simon, and it's not a prayer that like I'm hoping. It's not a hope prayer. No, no, it's not. A, it's not a I hope you don't fall. No, no. It's Simon. I have put you in position mm-hmm. through my prayers and my communication with God." That even while you're being beat up on every side, even while every trouble is hitting you everywhere, I'm already sure that you're going to come out of this thing because i have connected with the God who holds you in his hand, who won't let anything happen to you. I put you in his hands and you coming out of this thing, whether you know it or not, you coming back to me. Because whom my father has given me, I've kept them all. And nobody can pluck them out of my hand. And so you're in my hand. You might leave for a little while. But you're coming back to me. God is using Satan to run us around. But he's just standing there waiting because he knows. You belong to me and you're coming back here. I prayed for you. I put you in my father's hand. You coming back to me. So I prayed, I prayed, I prayed. And I know you're coming back to me. And so when you come back, strengthen your brother. Tell somebody, I went through hell. I quit on the church. I laid down my ministry. I walked away from God. I went back on my fishing boat. I was out there fishing. I went back to the club I went back to drinking I went back to cussing folk out But somewhere along the way I found myself wandering back to the house of God Somehow God had boxed me in Had hedged me in And the farther I thought I was getting The closer I was getting to him and I need to tell somebody. I ain't always been perfect. Oh yeah, see, this is the problem with Christians. See, we, we paint this picture like we all got it together. Ain't never done nothing wrong. Always had strong faith. Always walked upright. The devil is a liar. If the truth be told, all of us then thrown in the towel sometimes. All of us then wave the white flag and said, I quit. All of us have said enough is enough. I can't take it anymore. All of us have backslidden somewhere along this journey. But here's the problem. The problem is we don't tell nobody. Oh, I'm afraid what they might think of me. Well, if we all would just be honest, we can help each other. Because while I'm backsliding, if you tell me your testimony that you've been out there but God brought you back, now, guess what? That's hope for me. If you could tell me, you know what? I went back to the club. I thought I was going to get my groove on, but God had put something new in me, and I, my feet wasn't like they used to be. Sometimes we just need to tell the truth because, see, while we're serving God, it seemed like we're missing something, and so we go back to see what we're missing, but if we would just be honest and tell each other, I ain't miss nothing. Strengthen your brother we overcome by our testimony and if we would just open our mouth and share with one another he tells Peter the same thing Peter when you come back strengthen your brethren because they are going to be having their faith shaken too now I know it's easy and it's comfortable for you all to come to church and listen to Pastor Sterling share his life and all the struggles he's been through but I ain't the only one going through struggles I'm not the only one who has thrown in a towel and quit and, and done all these kind of things. No, it's, it's, y'all have done those things, too. And, and see, if y'all only look at me as, oh, yeah, he the pastor. I know he got a heavy load, and so, yeah, I understand him wanting to quit. Well, what about the average everyday person? Some average everyday folk that's sitting in the pew next to you, they quit, too. And so maybe you can identify a little better with the average everyday folk quitting if you feel like quitting. Are y'all still here? It's good for the pastor to be transparent and to share because I don't believe we need to paint this picture like we perfect either. But I believe it's beneficial that even on the pew level that we're talking to each other and saying, you know what, I'm struggling. I've thrown in a towel. I quit. I walked away from it. But God brought me back. And here's some good news. And when I came back, God received me. Did y'all hear that? I didn't say church folk received me. I said God received me and restored me to my position. And so, when you return, he prays that he shares his faith. Last movement in the text, verse 33 picks up. But he said, here's Lord, he's been talking to Simon, Simon, Peter. It's Simon, Peter. And Peter always has a response. He's that child that no matter what you tell them, they got to ask why. Y'all, y'all know them kind of children? Go clean your room up. Why? Because I say so, why? Because if you don't, I'm going to whoop you. Why? <laughs> Give me the belt. Why? Y- y'all know that kind of child. That's Peter. He always got something to say. He, he ca- can't let anybody else have a last word. So the Lord has said to him, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you. I've given him permission to have you that he might sift you as wheat. But I've prayed for you. And when you return to me, strengthen your brethren. And so Peter says, but, Lord, I am ready. To go with you both to prison and to death. Here's the last movement. The exposing of the shallowness of your faith. We've seen the request for the sifting of your faith. We've seen the prayer for the stabilizing of your faith. We've seen the prayer for the sharing of your faith. Now here, finally, the exposing of the shallowness of your faith. Every now and then, we need to be exposed that the faith we think we have is shallow. That's what the Lord does to Peter. Because Peter jumps out and says, look, I'll go to prison and I'll go to death with you. I mean, he's talking like he really got the faith, I mean, like of the mustard seed and the tree. I mean, he's really talking bad. He got it all, you know, all out front like everything really is clicking. But, and he says, I'm willing to do that. And it sounds good. He says all of this with good intention. This is coming from his head. He says all that with good intention. But then watch what the Lord says. Then the Lord said to him, I tell you, Peter, the rooster shall not crow this day before you will deny me three times. That's what I call having your prize stripped off of you. Peter, you ain't all that a bag of chips and change. Before they even mention the word prison, you're going to be gone. (laughs) Peter, your faith is so shallow that you're going to leave me in my day of need Not only are you going to leave me, Peter, but you're going to deny you even know me. Even after I've been with you three years, even after you've seen me feed 5,000 with two fish and five loaves of bread, even though you've witnessed me heal the sick and raise the dead, even though I called you out on the water and let you walk on water like nobody else could, even though you were with me at the Mount of Transfiguration, Peter, you're going to deny you even know me. You are vulnerable. And your faith is shallow here 's the deal guys. if we don 't get that exposed, we will walk around thinking and boasting vocally that we have it all together now let me let me wrap this up. The reason why it's good that the Lord turns us over to Satan to sift us as wheat so that our Weak faith can be exposed and so that we'll know how vulnerable we really are. Y'all still here? Because watch this. If most of us who, who run around talk about how great our faith is have untested faith. You know your faith is real good when you got a job and money in the bank? You know, when you, when you got them, one of them kind of secure jobs, you know that more than likely you're going to be there till retirement. That's easy to have faith. But when you don't know what the next day going to bring, when the testing comes, when the trying comes, when they're getting ready to repossess your house and, and you already had your car taken, that's a different kind of faith then. That's when the faith really gets tested. When we're sick and the doctor looks at us and goes, mm, ain't nothing we can do, that's a different kind of faith then. That's tested faith. Do I still have the same kind of faith then? than when I'm healthy. The reality is for most of us, our faith just hasn't been tested to that level. And so we walk around with a false sense of security that I'll go to to prison with Jesus. I'll die for Jesus. But before they load the gun good, you're gone. So we need to know how shallow our faith really is, watch this, not just for knowledge's sake but for preparation because a storm is coming that you're going to need greater faith than the shallow faith you have. And so in this regard, we can thank God for the sifting that Satan is allowed to do because it exposes us to the fact that our faith needs to grow more. And even after Peter's sifting and even after Peter's quitting and even after Peter going back to fishing, he comes back to the Lord just like the Lord said. He strengthens his brother. And on the day of Pentecost, guess who the first Christian preacher is? It's Peter out there preaching on the day of Pentecost. And thousands of people come to Christ because his faith has been strengthened. And now he knows who God he is. Now he's able to walk into the fullness of his potential because his faith was tested. And because he was sifted by Satan. Satan's intention was to take him out so that that sermon at Pentecost would never take place. His intention is to remove you from the potential that God has for you. He, he doesn't want you to walk into your divine purpose and to accomplish what God has for you. So he's sifting you so you'll give up, quit, throw in the towel, and utterly fall. But the good news, I'm so glad that the Lord said here in this text, and I hear him saying it even here amongst the, us at Kettering Baptist Church, I have prayed for you that your faith won't utterly fail because he's prayed you will come back because he's
0: prayed we will be victorious the battle for your faith praise the lord you've been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of kettering baptist church under the leadership of senior pastor bucus sterling the third where we minister in the spirit of excellence We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions in support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together and we invite you to join us for one of our spirit-filled worship services, Sundays at 8 a.m. or 11 a.m. at our new edifice called the Legacy Center, located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-574-3515. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence.